Hello and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. Today we have three other people besides me today. Of course, James and Tom, but also Sarah returns to the show. So I am acting like I'm a host. And last week we talked about how the Islanders are ruined for the next 10 years. But this past week, Lou has forced us into watching this season again. So we'll discuss that right now. Yeah, I want to go straight from the fact that we are being forced at gunpoint to be invested in the season again. <laughs> Lou, I think Lou, maybe Lou looked at the TV ratings and they were going down and he was like, mm, I'm going to make a big trade. <laughs> uh, that, that guy that screamed at me a couple weeks ago, I'm mm, going to do that. But we didn't get him. Yeah. We didn't get uh Well, Timo he Meyer. at the very end of that, he goes, Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer. And then he goes, Bo Horvat. And, hmm. and Lou was oh. like, oh, Wow, that sounded like an afterthought. Let me make that trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, Sterling kind of set it up well there. Um, we're being forced at gunpoint to be invested again because, uh, you know, we're going to be uninvested very soon when they're in an 85-year rebuild because they have zero <laughs> prospects and they're going to go like five years without making a first-round selection. <laughs> <in the draft. laughs> this is... Um, one of the most perilous situations I have ever seen a team choose to enter. But I think I'd like to hear from James and Sarah before I lose my mind. Okay. <laughs> my hot take is that I think this is a I I think this is a classic what is it? Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush scenario. <laughs> where we know how good of a player Bo Horvat is. Beauvillier is still, you know, like it seems like he's not thriving on the Islanders, you know, team. And it's, and obviously Ratu, uh, you know, like it, it seems like he has great potential, but we just don't know. It just, you know, it takes time to develop. So that's, um, and then the protected first round pick as well. So yeah, I think it's like, it's, it's a screaming we're still in win now mode, which is kind of surprising, you know? So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, some a might say we're in denial. <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. Would you say that you're in denial? Uh, the whole thing with Bo, like I've been so over him this in the entire first half of this season. So I'm pretty happy that he's gone. Like I've just been constantly shitting on him. Why? <laughs> because well, the, anybody that said that a year ago would have been like completely, uh, yeah, would have been like killed by the community. Yeah, but. Just this season, I don't know. He's got like the yips, or he can't handle New York anymore, or whatever. He's turning into the the new Josh Bailey, or he was on his way to before he got traded. But Ratu, I'm very upset about because he was really, I mean, okay, he wasn't their best uh, prospect, but he had a lot of potential, and he could he could have been that that good prospect but now we don't know because they shipped him off to vancouver yeah a, a terrible fate to be sure for any player to be shipped off to vancouver <laughs> right now but um no but I, I mean, if this is vancouver's rebuild you know what i mean it's like they could literally ratu could be a top six uh top six forward for them you know what i mean he could be a core I, guy yeah well they, they immediately they sent him down um but it, it's also the all-star break, so that might just yeah. be like a paper transaction. Um, Bo, Bo's going to get to play a lot of minutes, um, 
And I, I just want to make it clear from the get-go so that there's no revisionism here. If he gets going, if he starts playing well, we're not going to say, oh, no, we shouldn't have done that. He wasn't doing it here. So, in my opinion, all right, like so he wasn't going to get it going here again. It was lost. Some guys need for a fresh all start. our very astute viewers, all, you know, however many, very few of you. Um, <laughs> Like, just mark this this time clip. Clip this part of the video and say that if Bo gets going, you know, tweet this at Tom a million times. I and- just, like, I don't want to hear fans say, like, oh, he was being held back. He got to play in the in the um, the system that we've played in this year, which is more offensive and more, like, take chances. And he still hasn't done anything. So I don't want to hear anybody, like, if he goes and plays well in Vancouver, First of all, it won't matter because Vancouver is terrible. And it's funny for me to say this because we could be in the same spot in a year or two. I, I think I'm very interested now in talking about the um, the pros and the cons because I think this trade, I've already heard so many different opinions on this trade. And I lean towards, I wish they didn't make it, but all right, here's, here's the case laid out by the fans of this trade. Uh, and it's not a bad case. All right, so... You just got a guy on pace for close to 50 goals. He's not going to do that every year. I have his stats up here. Um, Where is it? I apologize. I do. Okay, here. So Lou said he's a perennial 30 to 35 goal guy. That is incorrect. So Lou is not looking at the stats. Um, This year, he has 31 goals. Last year, he had 31. So he's going to blow past what he had last year. In 70 games, he had 31 goals last year. Um, His career high in in points is uh, 61 in 2018-19. He should blow by that too. So it is worrying that it's a guy in a contract year all of a sudden exploding. Those guys tend to go back to being average once they get paid. There's a worry that he's just you know, extra incentive to make more money. But average for Bo Horvat is elite for the Islanders. It, But it's not elite for any other team in the league. It really uh, isn't. Like, sure, I, the, the argument I, I, I heard... My point still stands. It's elite uh, for the Islanders. <laughs> it, well, it really... I think a lot of this deal hinges on, on what, you know, if he's extended and right. how much he gets extended for. Because, um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, we're adding another Brock Nelson uh, and that's nothing against Brock Nelson. I said earlier today to to uh, my Isles guys uh, that Brock Nelson, really good player on a great contract, by the way, six million for Brock, uh, and he's like close to a point a game on an Islanders team that doesn't score too much. But um, I'm a little bit worried that you know because Brock makes six million. Horvat sounds like he wants like eight or nine. That's uh, gonna be hard to explain if he goes back to normal. You know, and scores at the excuse me, it <laughs> scores at the same rate that he has for the rest of his career. So it's very, it's it's you're buying high on a guy, which can be a little bit worrying because, like, it this is the best. I think this is probably the best you're going to see out of him is this year. Um, and and he's having a great year, but it could be like a Chris Kreider thing. I saw one publication liken his year this year to Chris Kreider where. Chris Kreider exploded for like 52 goals last year and uh, every other year in his career had never scored 30 even. Um, So that could be 
what Bo Horvat is, and you may have overpaid. But so I, as I usually do, I started by talking positively, and then I went right to the negative. But so getting back to the positive case, the the positive, um, yeah, the positive case for uh, this trade. You what? What did you give up to get this guy that immediately has twelve goals more than your next best goal scorer on the Islanders? You gave up Bo, who needed a fresh start, and you know honestly, like he was making way too much for for his production. So that's almost like a cap dump. Um, so no issue there. And you know, player to player, what an improvement getting Bo Horvat, who can take faceoffs and you know might be able to spark the power play and. Uh, I, I read yesterday in a great article, I think it was on Daily Faceoff, that Bo Horvat, specifically on uh, power play faceoffs, is, is 65% this year. Our power wow. play needs to start in the offensive zone because we're not very good in the transition game. So I think that could be big. And also the fact that he has the Anders Lee ability of uh, get in front of the net and cause havoc, not as much with his body, more so with his deflection ability, could be great. Um, so there, there's some cause for like excitement in, in our power play. Um, oh, Anders Lee is three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier. Oh yeah. I was saying yeah. more. So it's not as much like I know the, you mean, the though, body. Yeah. It's more yeah. the hand eye. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you gave away Bo, which I, I don't see as a negative. And I think is a positive for Bo. I think he needed a, a fresh start. Um, obviously Atu Ratu, that's a tough one, but you know, I, I don't want to prospect. Uh, I don't want to do what a lot of fans do, which is overrate our own prospects. You know, there are other teams that have better prospects than Atu Ratu. And because the Islander system is a little bit barren, uh, you know, we might be maybe we, coveting him a little bit too much because other teams would be willing to trade a prospect of his caliber, which is like middle six to top six forward, possibly. Um, and also, like, it, it, it seems like a lot of people believe that Atu Ratu's uh, ceiling, his cap, is Bo Horvat, like to be Bo Horvat eventually. So if you're all the way in on win now, which I wasn't, but now I've been thrust into forcing to have to be, uh, then you got a guy that's just further along, way further along his uh, progression, seven years longer. Um, he's not out of his prime. He's 27 years old. Um, and he's going to make the team better now. So, and also the, the first round pick that they give up, it's a mystery box. You know, it is anticipated to be a really good draft, but teams don't always knock it out of the park. I mean, who knows? Maybe Vancouver takes the Michael Dow Cole, uh, mm -hmm. player at whatever pick, you know, um, it's top 12 protected, which means we're not giving away, away a super high pick this year. Um, it's not protected next year though. So you have to pray to God that we're not terrible next year or you are not, you're, you're screwing the rebuild because we'll be on a rebuild. If we, first of all, don't resign or that and miss the playoffs and don't have our first round pick. That's about the apocalyptic scenario. So I feel like yeah. I laid out both cases. Also um, very quickly, because uh, I want to get you guys and your guys' opinions on it. Um, the, the last thing in terms of the, uh, Quick, quickly on the negative is that this kind of feels like the Islanders won two games before the all-star break. And Lou was like, ah, Stanley cut back on. Let me go make a very obvious desperation trade, um, which probably won't blow up in my face, but it's not impossible that it, that it does very, uh, you know, bad, badly. 
So what do you guys think? Okay, wait, wait, Sterling. So let's get your honest opinion. So Tom laid out both sides. So yeah, what's your honest take on this? You no, know? what's your what's your nefarious take? Tell us yes. your lies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like right now, I'm I'm on the positive side of the trade, and I think you did a good point of showing why some people would like that. I did want to add an interesting perspective I've been seeing a lot of recently, which is that even though this completely seems like it's a win now trade, I don't think Lou would realize to do this, but there is a possibility where we're still an average team over the next month or so. And looks like we're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Well, come trade deadline time, Vancouver already retained some salary of Horvat. If we retained a bit more, you could get a fantastic, okay. Vancouver didn't get a fantastic package for Horvat, but we could get a really good package for him to help us with our, our retool. So I think the worst case for this trade is actually making the playoffs and then losing in the first round. Because if we continue to suck even with him, I think this is actually a better deal than if we barely make the playoffs. James and Sarah? Um. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I think um, it kind of comes down to my my feelings are it's last ditch effort, obviously before the rebuild. And I actually didn't think about what Sterling was saying. So if we sign him for a couple for an extension, then yeah, like we can get something back for him. So um, or the the opposite, like if they're still bad, like he got them. So he got Horvat early enough. Like this is why people were taken off guard. Is because usually teams wait until closer to the trade deadline, which is still a month away, right? To make a trade of this, this is a big trade. Oh, you mean even um, for this year to get something? Yeah. Out. So, oh, so oh, literally, oh. this is why you probably didn't understand it because it's very strange and it's very out there, but it's not impossible. Sorry, yeah, it was um, a, you know, if Sigma they still stick, yeah, uh, IQ move. <laughs> yeah, it's the meme of the you know the guy, the, yeah, the galaxy brain. Galaxy brain. Yeah. yeah, but like if they were to you know have another stretch. Like they just did, where they lose like ten of eleven. Right, just they could, get rid of them. <laughs> they could trade the guy they just got. You know, it's funny. You do if you do that in the NHL video games, you get it. You get a quick notification. It says, "Uh, just my tip. I wouldn't trade a guy you just traded for. It'll hurt your GM rep." <laughs> Lou Emerald was like, "Screw that. I don't care. I'm eighty years old." <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Sarah and James, uh, continue, continue. So yeah, so long story short, though, um, it's uh. I'm 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 hopeful for the trade, but I guess yeah, you're forced to care at this point, you know. And um, I don't I. It's hard to. The last thing I'll say about it is that it's hard to read Lou in all situations. It's either like if you if you assume that he's playing checkers, not even not even regular chess, not three chess, forty chess, anything. If you like two D checkers, two <laughs> D checkers. <laughs> if you just assume he's like you take his actions at face value, you might. Like, you know, it's easy to assume like, oh, like what you said, like it was a last ditch effort to to kind of um, make us care about the season, whatever, on his way out. But, uh, you know, if I had to guess, I would say obviously there's more care and thought. And he probably talked to I'm sure he's always every GM is always talking to other teams about possible trade deals and stuff. But um, so so I would say that it it's I don't know, I wouldn't take it at the face value being that it was a last ditch effort. So I, it, I remain hopeful. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's about as that's about as optimistic as I'm letting myself be at the moment. Mm-hmm. It really sucks that we that this happened, you know, right at the All Star break. We didn't get a chance to, you know, 
like at least see one game. Yeah. Yeah. It is tough to, to make that big a trade and then have that, that much time off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy it happened way before the trade deadline. And cause remember a couple of years, you know, when Pajot, we got, we traded for Pajot and you know, like people were in, were furious <laughs> with Lou Tom, I could probably find the video that you made about how you were <laughs> mad at Lou. And yeah, I thought it was, like, I thought it was, I mean, I loved Pacho, but I thought it was a lot that they gave up. It was like a first. Well, no, but even stage. before, before the trade was announced, because he made it like, like right before the trade, you know, like on the day of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And so like everybody was mad and then everybody was rejoicing that he made a trade. And obviously it worked out, you know, kind of right. Like we made it. Yeah, I, I would final. say it's been pretty, pretty decent. And so, um, so it's like, and again, I don't think that that was something, I don't think that was a last minute decision by Lou back then. I think that was something he was working on. You know, maybe he felt pressure from, or, you know, like a, like maybe not pressure is the right word for somebody like Lou, but, you know, he, he felt the positive vibes from the fan base for that. They wanted to trade. I don't know. Well, I, I should be more clear. Um, So I don't think it was like desperation in terms of, um, you said it. That's like, what, no, you no. Go back so, to what you said. You're, you're <laughs> misinterpreting. You're misinterpreting what I mean by desperation. What I mean by desperation is, this is the last year of his contract. It's not clear that the Islanders are going to re-up him, um, and he's 80 years old. So he's just like, why should I care about the future? Mm-hmm. I'm going for it. And also, like, if they honestly, it, it's very. I'm very curious if the Islanders lost the last two games before the All Star break. I don't. Do they make the trade? Like, literally, did he just make it because, oh, he was like, oh, we beat Vegas. We're good now. But you still have to win, like, 20 out of your 30 next games to make the playoffs. It's going to be really tough. We'll talk but, about uh, that. We'll talk about yeah. that next. Sarah, what do you think? Um, I'm going to bring up a point that nobody has brought up yet. What about how do you guys feel, like, in terms of um, – because I feel like – this was because Wallstrom is hurt. He's out indefinitely. So they needed some kind of a boost, some kind of, um, like, higher-level player that can, can compete with uh, the first and second lines, and pro- that's probably where he's going to be, right? Yeah, some higher love, if you will. Islanders win song. So, wait, and so yes, are you saying yeah, he'll, he'll probably play first line with Barzi? So that are you saying that if Bo if Wallstrom was healthy, this trade also wouldn't have happened? Um, most likely not. Mm. I don't know. That's it's interesting. I think they definitely now. Um, also, as Sterling pointed out, the fact that the Islanders retained Sal. I mean, Vegas, Vegas, Vancouver. I got there eventually. <laughs> Vancouver retained salary here. Um, means that the Islanders. But because think of it like this, Bo's contract, Bo Horvat, I have to specify now, mm-hmm. um, Bo Horvat's contract is up after this year. So Vancouver retaining salary for this year means we are going to make another move this year, it sounds like, before the All-Star mm-hmm. break. Um, or maybe that is just a sweetener to help uh, if they do flip. Like uh, like Sterling said, if they do suck still with Bo and then flip him, which I've never seen but would be very interesting, um, then that retained salary could help a team keep get Bo and stay under the the cap. So oh, it, wow, it, from that perspective, I give Lou credit because that's really thinking ahead, and it gives you some flexibility in either scenario. If you're good, wait, wait, you can uh, add wait, more wait. money. What's I up? thought we hated Lou. 
What's going on? No, you just gave that. new credit. Well, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing what the internet does, which is no nuance. There is no nuance ever. Um, oh, no, I'm but, kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to give uh, in, in that perspective, uh, Lou has done something that gives him some flexibility um, either way. You know, if they suck and they try to flip him, I've never seen a team do that. I've never seen a team so, okay. trade for a guy and then flip him. But I also ha- don't think I've seen this big a trade um, occur, you know, this far out from the deadline mid uh, during the season. So um, you can't really rule out anything at the moment uh because lou is on a mission lou is very clearly desperate to get one more shot at the cup and he's not ready to give up on 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 the core here and it's going to make for really interesting stuff but you know it's probably going to make for either a stanley cup win or you know 15 years of rebuilding i mean is any rebuild a stanley cup win and then 15 years (laughs) yeah I mean, but that I, makes it worth it. The they, cup makes dude, it worth we've it. been surviving on our Stanley Cup wins from 40 years ago. <laughs> I yes. think we could, I think we could, you know, deal with 15 years after another Stanley Cup win. I'm a Jets yeah. fan. I've been dealing with 59 for the Jets wow. or not 59, 50. I'm blanking. So but as my, long as, <laughs> as long as the Islanders have been no. around, the, the Jets have not won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean those are those are the cases. Sarah, did you have anything else? Um, I don't know. I really just feel like it's a case of like just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back. <laughs> yeah, in. that's exactly what it is. Literally. Uh. Like, yeah, I'm I just and... at the point of being indifferent. <laughs> yes. And now this trade, like, I I was exactly there. I I mean, I was all the way like, all right, well, I was just gonna get invested for us. Uh, as we talked about on the last podcast, like, you know, what can we sell? What what can we sell and, and you know, turn this into a team that can compete either next year or the year after? And, uh, you know, I was just on uh, last week, the Isles Never Say Die podcast, and um, it was really interesting because we were talking through, you know, kind of similar stuff to this, but it was before Bo was acquired, Bo Horvat. Um, and... I, I wonder also, uh, Sarah, you brought up, you know, we, we brought up the different scenarios of what brought this trade to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does Wally missing time impact it? You know, probably a little bit, uh, at least a little bit. Um, and what else I guess affect like the fact that they won the last two games before right. the break, maybe that affected it. Um, I am curious now, uh, you know, if you, you kind of got to go all in. At this point, you are pretty much all in, but um, like, are we going to now trade for Timo Meyer? And first of all, how are we going to do that? Um, kind of what Sterling said, um, except with uh, not. So if the Islanders do, this starts with like the Islanders need to get on a bit of a run before the All-Star, uh, before the trade deadline. Um, and I have seen people say, what if you flip? Varley and use that whatever that return is to acquire a, another player, like another top sixer. Um, but, um, you know, like Timo Meyer, Vladimir Tarasenko, the Tarasenko one doesn't make as much sense because he's 31 or 32 and he's on an expiring deal too. So that's another just like, if you thought the bow one was tricky, try the same trade for an older guy. Like very curious if that happened. Um, but 
I, I don't know. Like, what would we do in goal then? Like, that's my response to that. Like, I was just talking to Sterling before we started uh, about how I recreated this trade in NHL 22. And Sterling was like, so who's your backup goalie? <laughs> I was like, Corey Schneider, of course. <laughs> Which is not something that I... I, I Elite I, goaltender, Corey Schneider. That's, that's something you could do if you were tanking. But you can't. You're all the way in now. So I, I really, I don't... Unless the Islanders were to make a trade where it's like the Islanders send Semyon Varlamov to the LA Kings and acquire, first of all, you need like a first rounder if you're expecting to now, or maybe not. Maybe you make a smaller trade with the return from Varley. So you trade Varley to the Kings and you get a second round pick. Plus um, they have three goalies right now. One of them, they gave a big contract and is so bad. He's playing in the minors. So you probably don't want him. That's Cal Peterson. Um, What if, you acquire Phoenix Copley, who is currently starting for LA, has very pedestrian numbers, but like like the numbers that you would accept out of your backup, but he's starting for them. Mm-hmm. So we send Varley over there. He gives mm-hmm. them actual starter numbers. We get our backup goalie without tanking the rest of this year. And we get a pick, which then you can use on to steal an idea from Phil's facts on Twitter, a smaller trade like now, this wouldn't require a second. This would require much less investment, but like a depth guy like Andreas Athanasiu, some guy that really skates well and doesn't really, he's not like going to cost you much. So I'm curious to see now, because Phil made the case of like doing this like the Rangers did last year. So Rangers made a big trade um, for, who was it at the time that the Rangers made the big trade for last year? Cop. Cop, yes, exactly. Cop was the big trade they made last year, but then they also made minor deals for uh, Mott, Tyler Mott. And Tyler Mott cost basically nothing and fit pretty well and had a good playoff run. So if you're going to follow that, um, then with that Varley trade, you use a little bit of that capital, that draft capital that you've acquired to acquire a depth piece that you think can just fit on the first line or, or, you know, in the top six, or just be a depth guy with Wally out now. If Wally didn't get hurt, um, if, if if Wally was going to play again this year, then maybe I would lean towards don't do anything else. Um, but I, I, at this point, you may as well just uh, – the future is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the planet is burning. <laughs> okay, wait. Just, so, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So that it, that sounds to me like 4G, 4D chess. You know what I mean? Like you're. Oh yeah. Well, you know, so there's so many like, moving parts. There's so, <laughs> so many moving okay. parts. That's why I don't. I wouldn't have made the trade because it requires you to make a lot of other moves now. I think to like get to the point that because think of it right now. If Bo Horvat's good, and we sneak in as the eight seed, good luck against the Boston Bruins. They're <laughs> maybe the best team in NHL history. Good luck. Good luck, Islanders. <laughs> you snuck into the playoffs and your ward is getting swept. No, you know what will happen though if if. We'll beat we'll beat the Bruins and no. then we'll then we'll lose to Tampa again. <laughs> get, get, out. <laughs> get, get out. No, I wait. I guess so, that really is reverse Columbus for a few years ago. That's basically what happened. Just swap the team. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Columbus bought and bought and bought before the deadline. Um, they got uh, that year not Johansson, Duchesne. They got Duchesne. Yeah. They had they had Goudreau. Um, mm-hmm. There was a third player in there. I'm blanking on it. There was another big buy, but they went all out. 
and then they swept they swept Tampa Bay. Um, and then they got knocked out promptly after that. Uh, so like Sterling said, the scenario you just brought up, that would be exactly Columbus. Um, by Boston. Yeah, by mm. Boston. Sorry, another burp. Um, it's all right. We forgive you. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So kind of jumping from that though, since we're kind of, kind of, you know, getting a taste of what's going on with the rest of the league. So the standings right now, uh, you know, like what's the actual probability that we do slip into the wild card spot or, or, you know, or possibly higher. So I have the standings up on screen right now mm-hmm. where right now, Buffalo is ahead of us in the wild. Card. Yeah, that's promising. And they, let's see, we have, they have, they're ahead of us by one point, but they have games in hand. in hand, games in hand. So, but the Washington Capitals have 58 points. They're only three points behind them, and we're even on games. So, anyway, all right, so let's start with Sterling. uh, With uh, where do you think we – where where do you think the future holds for the uh, wild card or just, you know, playoff? Yeah. I have not thought this ever. I just thought of this right now. But I actually wouldn't be too surprised to see both Buffalo and the Islanders make it and see Pittsburgh and Washington fall off. I mean, every year I say both of those teams are going to fall off just like everyone else. And one year you'll be right. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, they definitely are a little bit. Like, they're in the wild card spots. In years past, the Caps and – Pittsburgh would have been, you know, in divisional spots. I mean, right, the Caps fair. have held the first place spot in the Metro. Like, for, like I don't know if it was last year, but two years prior, they were, like, solidly first place. Yeah, you, you could definitely yeah. see, you know, they're coming towards the end of, of their time on top. Um, you know, Carolina Carolina is a team that we expected for a while to become that, and they are. Uh, and the Devils are way ahead of schedule, so credit to them. But, uh, yeah, I... I, Sterling, that's that's an interesting point. I would really like to see Buffalo make the playoffs a lot. Uh, they're a fun team. They're very young. It could be a very much like for them. Like, first of all, if you get in, that's that's enough. You know, it's a successful season if you're Buffalo and you get in. You could get smacked in the first round. It doesn't matter. It's very much like the 2013 Islanders playing Pittsburgh in the first round. You're playing with house money. No one expected you to be there. Go have fun. And that's the best scenario to be in is to be ahead of schedule, get that experience in. And if you show even a little bit of fight, like, that's great. So, God, Buffalo fans, you're in a great spot. This this could be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see Buffalo, Buffalo three games in hand on Washington, two points back. Absolutely could see that. Um, Pittsburgh uh, has uh, even games with Buffalo and only one point ahead. So, yeah, Buffalo's a real contender. Um, if you couldn't tell, I'm like rooting for Buffalo if they get in. I'm gonna are you are you rooting for Buffalo at the expense of the Islanders? No, absolutely. No, no, <laughs> All right, just no skipping ahead to like just if, checking your loyalty there. No, if, <laughs> if Buffalo gets in, I'm gonna there. I'm gonna have I'm gonna be rooting with uh, for them in any series where they're not playing the Islanders, which <laughs> yeah. would be every series because like <laughs> yeah, even even like and that's not like that's not like my sly way of saying the Islanders aren't getting in. Um, like if they both got in, like they both be wild cards. So like, right. They're not going to match up unless both of them go on crazy runs. And it's a seven, eight seed matchup for the conference finals. So, um, there's that, but, um, I was not asked my opinion. So I, I, <laughs> I would like Sterling to continue. I mean, I don't have much other to say except for, we just talked about Washington being able to get jumped over easily. 
Pittsburgh's main downfall, I think, is going to be their goaltending with Jari constantly we'll getting you hurt. You can have Varley. <laughs> I mean, that'd be an interesting trade, even though it is in the same division. Yeah, I, honestly, I think that's a major holdup. I don't care too much about that until we play him in the playoffs and he is a brick wall. But like until then, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, but yeah, I'll that's pass it on for now. Also, that's like a me- like you would have to have major stones on you to make that trade. And then if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs because Varley <laughs> beat you, <laughs> like not great. Yeah, um, suck. That would be rough. But uh, yeah, uh, James and Sarah, what do you think in terms of playoff prospects? Can we go first, or what? What are the odds? Maybe uh, actually, first, I want to give Sterling. What percent odds would you give the Islanders right now? Uh, assuming they make no more trades, like 40. Yeah. 40? Okay. Uh, James mm-hmm. and Sarah, do you guys want to lead off with your numbers? You want to talk about talk through it first? Um, I would, I don't know. My numbers are pro- I think 40 is a little generous from what I was thinking. I was thinking more like one and three, you know, so but close, similar. Um, you know, I don't know why though. That's just the number that came to mind. Maybe if Sterling <laughs> didn't say 40%, I wouldn't have been anchored to that number. Um, yeah. I was going to say like 20 to 30. 20-30%. We're just decreasing. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you right now, mine's not going to be higher than anybody else. <laughs> so we're just going down. So, I mean, yeah, like I I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would be surprised to see Washington or Pittsburgh fall off so much, but we're really, I mean, it's such a tight race. Florida, the Panthers are one point behind us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Philadelphia's 51 point. It's like, we're all within seven points of each other if philly gets into the playoffs i i i want a comet to hit the planet <laughs> and then Detroit <laughs> at 50 points i bet you there's detroit fans thinking right now that they could slip into the wild card spot so it's like you know it's it's they'd it be really lunatics because they lost to the islanders <laughs> but assuming like what sterling said assuming no no more trades uh i think the first week or two with Bo Horvat, we're back, the Islanders are back playing, you know, like kind of, it'll just be a trial run. I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see it by the end of, um, by the trade deadline where they're like how, uh, how they're playing with Bo, uh, probably presumably on the top line with Barzal. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I would say a one in three chance right now. Okay. Sarah. Um, well, the thing that I would most, be surprised about or what it would be if um like if Pittsburgh and Washington really fell off that much because they're they've always been the Islanders like thorn in their side especially in the playoffs and then um well, not the West not Pittsburgh they can eat it <laughs> <laughs> not the last two seasons we made to the playoffs though we would be both of them yeah yeah, and and we didn't sweep Washington, but we beat them. You know what I mean? We beat them pretty thoroughly, but that yeah. very different Islander team at this point. It's never yeah. been guaranteed with those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like ever. Uh, yeah. No, no. We play wacky ass games with the Caps only. I know. No normal <laughs> games with the Caps only. There's two ways the Cap games end: we blow a three goal lead, or they blow a three goal <laughs> lead. That's the way it goes. And uh, when we play Pittsburgh, it's it's usually a little more uh, standard. Um, but yeah, the Capitals we just play wacky ass games with. Yeah, when we play um, Pittsburgh, it's just us like just glaring at Sidney Crosby, just being like, "Why?" Or you know, that's yeah. pretty much it. 
Uh, so now, for my opinion, um, <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting. Dom Lachusen from the Athletic has his. I don't know how he calculates calculates it. He has his own uh, method um, that has the Islanders. It had the Islanders pre Bo Horvat at fourteen percent. Post Bo Horvat has it up to nineteen. Whoa. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I. I hate it because Dom Lachusen clearly is a huge Toronto homer. Um, or not Toronto homer. He just, like, very clearly hates the Islanders. And I know he would say, like, oh, everybody says I hate all their teams. But, very like, the past week, he's just spent, like, being like, the Islanders are a waste of time, this and that. And it's like, we get it. We booed John Tavares and he hate us now. Um, get over it. Uh, <laughs> but I have to agree in the same area as Dom I think like 25 is like the highest they'll go uh, percentage wise. I just, uh, I think our, I, I'll look at our, our schedule, but I had seen that our strength of schedule remaining was like among the highest in the league, like the hardest schedules. Um, I really, I, I, I just don't, I didn't think we were a Bo Horvat away from making the playoffs. I think there are like structural problems with this team. Uh, in that same article I read from Daily Faceoff about you know how Bo Horvat could propel the Islanders' power play and help their offense get going, it also pointed out that the Islanders really have abandoned defense uh, in pursuit of goals, which hasn't worked <laughs> for goals. You know, like they've gone like twenty games where they've averaged like two goals a game. It's dreadful. That's dreadful. And in that time, apparently, they're the amount of chances they've given up in the slot like high danger chances is like third most in the league. And are the teams that surround us are like the worst teams in the league, like Anaheim. Uh, I, I I think I almost said Vegas. That is completely incorrect. Uh, Anaheim is the one that jumps to mind, but it's like a bunch of teams that are dreadful. And then the Islanders who could be dreadful. Um, they're really, 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 really banking on Elias Sorokin to just bail them out. Um, and, you know, uh, I, they they made the trade in the offseason for Romanov. I don't think that's worked out. Um, like, yeah, he's better than Chara. Like, that's the world's lowest bar that has ever existed. Um, Why would you even use that? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, and, and like, Ajo's improved, and I'll give him credit for that. Um, it really, they just, it seems like even the best guys, like Pelican Pollock, um, I, I don't know. I just don't love what I've seen from them as much this year. Um, Pollock is just, you know, no more offense from Pollock. You know, the guy that we drafted to be this guy that hits hundred mile an hour slap shots. First of all, can't hit the net. Now he just doesn't even shoot. It's like, well, I can't lose if I don't try good mentality. Um, I mean, I have that same mentality, but I can make fun of it in others. Um, yeah, I, we're not I, paying you millions of dollars a year to have that mentality. We're paying just, nothing to have that mentality. I think there are serious structural issues in this Islander team that is not that are not going to be patched up by acquiring a man who has 31 goals and 12 of them are deflections. You know, we we've been talking about how we need shooters. Um and Bo Horvat wouldn't really qualify as like I mean he a could deflect, He could deflect some of those. Yeah, but that requires anyone block. else on this team to put the puck on net. Yeah. So that you know, like if 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 Barzi plays with Horvat, um, you know, I I would assume even if Barzi still plays center, he won't take the faceoffs. Um, Horvat, like 
is going to have to drive the net and Barzi's going to have to shoot a lot. And I think he's starting to get there shooting the puck more this year. We've seen a lot of really nice uh, snipes from Barzi this year, including our most OT recent win. goal. Yeah. Yes. Our most recent goal to win that Vegas game. I scared Sarah because I, I yelled <laughs> so loud. I was like, I couldn't believe it was like, a, it, it literally looked like a Brock Nelson wrister. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It was a great, was great shot. We know he has that in him. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, how often does it show up? Uh, the, the, and what scares me going back to like the two games before the all-star break, like, oh, we won the two games. Now we got to buy. Um, you scored two goals in each game. Once again, <laughs> they didn't even, they can't, you're not going to win like that. You just can't. I, I, I just like, what's the percent chance or what's the percent of games you're going to win when you score two goals? Pretty low. Uh, I know this Islander team like does not give up a ton of goals, but like, you know, if we're talking about like, oh, we still need to move Varley to acquire more pieces, then the goaltending is going to suffer. And the goaltending is the only thing keeping us in it. So like, you know, you're you're going to, if you do trade Varley for more players, you're going to run Sorokin into the ground. You know, he's going to be cooked by the end of this year, not for like his career, but I mean like, you know, he's going to play like 25 of 30 games if, <laughs> if you trade Varley. And then come playoff time, he's going to be like, Oh, like just a, it's just going to be, he's not going to be doing well. I think I, I don't like to see us burn a goalie out. I think that's the situation that would happen if we're talking about like, Oh, well you could still flip guys. And I don't think we were only a Bohor that away, man. I got so negative so quick, but I mean, like, I really think this trade m- m- in the long run might not hurt us. Like all it takes is that first round pick not being a good pick and Aturatu just being okay. And like we don't really get hurt long term by that trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more so like not stocking the minor league system because we keep trading away our first rounds. Um, and you know Lou could very much leave this team in a really like in a big lurch where our our prospect pool is empty. Um, you know we've got that kid Maggio who's leading the OHL in scoring, <laughs> but he's twenty years old. Not sure when he's gonna be in the NHL. I don't think he's going to jump from the OHL to the NHL straight away. So, um, yeah, that's been the Tom depression hour. Uh, we need more quality players. Like (laughs) Andrew Ladd. (laughs) He scored over 20 goals in 17. In 2016-17. So he was, eh, I guess, not bad. Yeah, and then he could not play for the rest of his life. Um, Okay, Uh so we got to kind of wrap it up. What should we, what do you guys want to end this on? I think we should all scream, and the person that screams the longest wins. Uh, you are – that is completely biased to your skill set. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins gets this fantastic Andrew Ladd bobble. <laughs> I, I, I think a good place to end might be um, for everybody to maybe throw out where they think the Islanders will finish, like where in the standings. And – are we screwed? Like, if you're optimistic, you'd, well, okay. you'd say, like, oh, I mean, we're going to finish ninth, but we're not screwed because our prospects are going to pan out. Like, okay, something okay. like that. Here's the thing. So, before we do that, I have one question follow-up for Sterling and Tom. Uh, if this trade happened, this, this um, Bo Horvat trade happened last year around the trade deadline, so, like, maybe, you know, whatever, how what would be – just try and think, like, how would that make it different if it happened last year? Sterling, you want to go? Yeah, I think not much at all. They were really? already really hot going down the stretch, 
And if you want to say they'd sneak into the playoffs, I think having your left side defensively include both Chara and Green is a massive problem. So they wouldn't have gone nowhere. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I I, I think like kind of like this year, the structural issues are more than adding one player, but also you know keep in mind Bo Horvat's having a career year this year. Right. If the Islanders had added him last year, it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have even been as big an ad. It still would have been an ad, but it wouldn't be like 31 goals. Well, actually, he finished with 31 goals, but it wouldn't have been like guy on pace for 50 goals. Like big difference. Like he's got 31 goals in 49 games this year. Last year he had 31 goals in 70. Huge difference um, in in goals per game, and he's shooting 22 percent this year, which is like not sustainable. Um, yeah, I I I, I think. The, the fact that he wasn't as good last year probably would have offset the excitement of like, oh, but we have him with a year left on his deal now. Okay, okay. I, so I then... probably wouldn't be as doomer about the future, though. But it also depends right. on the return. Like, I it depends on what – if we had given away the same thing last year, I guess we hadn't seen Atu Ratu play yet. I would have been more in favor of it because then it would have been like, oh, we gave away two mystery boxes. Uh, now, I, now I like Atu Ratu, and I think – he could be a decent player. Um, so I guess I'm a little bit more worried now. Um, well, yeah, I was, gonna I, say, like, I was about to now. Because... I was about as down on Bo last year. As no, I, I You were way more down on him this year, for sure. No, <laughs> I felt I felt this last I mean, I think I made it pretty clear last year that he, like, offensively, just he's not worth what he, what he makes. He's got 16 points, and he makes, like, $4 million. Yeah. It's not good enough at all. And, you know, last year it wasn't much better. And he admitted as much. Like, he talked today. You know, he said, I, I'm looking forward to finding my game again. He knows he's not playing well. And I'm really, like, I'm sad. Like, look, I you know, I was working on a fanfic with him and Barzi. So, like, you know, that's sad. But, like, you know, he's still here in memory if I write hot, <laughs> steamy fanfics about them. <laughs> I also think last year, had this trade gone through, I think maybe one of the pieces is a healthy Wallstrom, which would have killed me. So I guess I'm grateful he didn't get traded yet. There's still mm-hmm. the trade deadline. But yeah. yeah. I, I I wonder if like the Islanders have any plans to hold on to Wally because people I, have already started to speculate. Like, I really hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, he's like, he's still so young. I don't want to give up on him. Although at this point in his career, he's still pretty much like, doesn't move the needle too much for me. Um, but I would hate to like, just give up on a guy that quickly. Um, I, man, it sucks. Like, if he were healthy, you could just say, oh, well, let's see what he is for the rest of the year. And then like, move on from him if he doesn't show any progress and now we're not going to be able to see any progress so they're going to have a tough call to make with that they might be able to use him you know if a team you never know what gms in the nhl value you know um every every gm is different so like a gm out there might still see wally and be like oh boy that's untapped potential we get him over here i'm willing to pay for that and like i don't know who that would be um it would probably have to be like a team that like isn't look you know wants to add a player has ca- like doesn't have to work like Wally's cap is nothing so like 
you know, it's a good flyer for a team that just is like, oh, what about a depth piece? Oliver Walsham. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see <sighs> where that goes. <laughs> All right, so are we going to end it on where we think, how we think the standings will end up for the Islanders? Sure. All right. We, um, g- we gave the percent chance, but that's... I know. Yeah. So we'll be but committing you- a logical fallacy if we say something that's not consistent. With <laughs> not necessarily. Percent. You you could say the chances are low, but I believe we'll do it. <laughs> well, <special>. yeah. <laughs> we got that it factor, baby. Yeah. Um. Personally, I think uh, I I will have to see. It depends so much on if Bo Horvat moves the needle, kind of like basically what you're just saying. But I, I have a bad feeling we're gonna just miss the wild card. Like I I think that that's the most likely scenario. Um, and it's gonna suck. And then we're going to suck for 15 years. Nice. And then, you know, but it'll be cheap tickets to go to the UBS arena and it'll be great. <laughs> Belmont Bunch, year 16. We're all yeah. depressed. <laughs> Every video is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and the they stink. Again today. Hello and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. Remember that great year we had? Uh, Josh Bailey. years ago when we made Josh Bailey is still playing. Thing. Josh Bailey's the captain, baby. Lee is a seven million dollar fourth line. Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey is the coach. <laughs> Anders Lee is the power play coach. Uh, Barzi is finishing up a career stuck on the island without winning anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Islanders have reacquired thirty uh, nine year old uh, Bo Bovillier. <laughs> Oh, they're going to say uh, 60-year-old Zidane Char. <laughs> yeah. Beauvillier is playing on the third line in the Zach Parise role as a 39-year-old. He would be good at that, most likely. Mm. You know? No. No. <laughs> Actually, maybe. You know, he's got, like, he's got chutzpah. Yeah. But All only right. when he feels like it. So, okay. So, Sarah, where do you think they'll end the standings? Um, They would be very, very, very lucky if they slipped into the wild card. But... Like James said, I just have this feeling that they're just not gonna, not gonna get there. Still my answer. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> they would be lucky to slip in. You didn't say anything. I think they'd be unlucky to slip in. No, all right. Um, <laughs> I will go think? next because if you I already asked last. Sterling. Oh, right, well, yeah, if you leave me last, I'll just keep talking. If I know Sterling has to no, go, no, no, like, no. all right, I got to end this. Sterling, <laughs> you go all first. Right. Yeah, I'm not really worried about the teams below us. Like, I think the Panthers just had their moment, and it's already over. I mean, when you have Mark Stahl on your defense, uh, that's, a, that's a separate issue. But I do think even though I gave them the highest chance, I'm thinking ninth place right now. Um, in the East, I think one of Pittsburgh and Washington will fall out of the playoff, not both. And I think our draft pick we traded was top 12 protected. Yeah. So we'd also lose our pick this year. So a bad outcome. Wow, that is actually, you're right. I didn't think of that. That is the worst. But honestly, if we lose it this year, um, might not be terrible because like, the, the alternative is like, imagine next year they're like, so imagine this year we hold on to our draft pick and the next year we're dog shit. And we <laughs> now that's not protected next year. Like imagine next year we lose the fourth overall pick uh, because we're terrible and the pick this year didn't get. To, so I'm kind of at the, like that's the doomsday scenario is 
you know, we, uh, our, our, our draft pick carries over to next year and we're awful, awful. Um, I am going I mean, to say we could sell at that point and get a first rounder back. You, you know, you could imagine, I mean, but still like you're not going to be getting as good value as you being shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's a lot easier to stomach being terrible. If you're like, well, we're going to get Connor Bedard. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams this year that are just like, Oh, thank God we're terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> the Islanders are in a bad spot because we keep, you know, we keep missing out on top, top, top generational talents because we're, Good enough to not get a good draft pick, but we're not good enough to win the cup. Um, so I would say um, that we are going to finish 10th in the conference. Uh, so we all pretty much have the same area. You guys all have ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 10th because I think the Caps and Pittsburgh are better than us. Uh, and I think Buffalo, I think, oh, man, it's tough. Uh, I, I Buffalo every year has a stretch where they lose 10 games in a row. That's like a non-negotiable every year. They, uh, they, the, it falls off. And also keep in mind, Buffalo's goalies are 41 or 42 year old Craig Anderson uh, and like a 20 year old goalie who's not quite there yet. So I, I could see Buffalo falling off any minute, but like Buffalo will still be fun because they'll score five goals a game and give up six. Um, so, you know, what? I guess I'll flip it. I will say that I'll stick by my belief that Buffalo is going to fall back to earth but still have a fun future. And it's just going to be because of goaltending. So I'll say the Islanders finished ninth, but it's kind of similar to last year where they're like 10 points out. I mean, it won't be as bad last year. It was what, like 20 points out, something like that this year. I'll say like, Oh, the Islanders missed by 10 points. And uh, that would mean that we would lose our first pick. Right. Yeah. So that would be, I think better. Um, Even though this year is supposed to be a good draft, I'd rather lose a pick in the teens then uh, give up what could be a really high draft pick next year if we're, like, real bad. Also, like, if we don't re-sign Horvat, if that turned out to be a rental, um, you better hope that we lose the pick this year and not next year because next year will be terrible and won't have a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Just so, curious about Buffalo. At, at what year do you think you need to see a playoffers and not just, oh, it's a bite? Next year. Next year? Yeah, um, I... I I will give them they didn't expect to be where they are right now, so they didn't fortify goaltending. Hey, maybe at the deadline they go ahead and get a goalie. I don't know who's available, but maybe Thatcher Demko from if if Vancouver's like, oh, let's sell everyone. Um, <laughs> which they might be doing. Um, so if they get Thatcher Demko and like Thatcher Demko remembers how to play goalie, <laughs> uh, then yeah, then I would expect them to make it this year. Um, but I think the expectations start next year for Buffalo. This year they're ahead of schedule. Uh, if they miss, it'll still be a feel-good story uh, as long as everybody stays healthy. Rasmus Stalin's getting there. This is turning into a Buffalo Sabres podcast. <laughs> Look, I, I really like what they have. Also, I have Tage Thompson in fantasy. Um, but, yeah, um, I think Buffalo next year the expectations start. Um, so they're in the opposite direction of the Islanders where it's like we're just holding on, and Buffalo's like we're just starting, baby. We're just getting going. All right. Um, any Next thoughts? week, we will talk about the Sabres only. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about with the Isles with, uh, you know, early Horvat games. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you, uh, everybody, for watching, for joining. Thank you, Sterling and Sarah, for, for joining the podcast once again. Uh, returning guests, you know. I apologize as usual. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>